freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's John Deere Classic and other things. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. KP, hello to you. Happy Thursday. Hello, Rick. Uh, question I was saying about today, who are you more confident in, in terms of getting a top 10 in any event they play in, Scotty Scheffler or Rose Zhang? Oh, my God. Rose Zhang. Um, probably Rose. Is that, is that wrong? I mean, no, it's your opinion. Oh, she seems just really. I, I don't know if, 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 again, I'm not, I'm not as deep into the LPGA tour as I should be. Um, but it feels like while the, it feels like a tour that's pretty top heavy, like I think, I think that the top 20 or 25 are all phenomenal, but I'm not sure it's as it, it kind of reminds me of the corn fairy tour a little bit where I'm not sure it's as deep as the PGA tour is, which makes me think the answer is Rose, but I could be very wrong there. Well, it seems like in, in traditionally in women's sports, I don't know why this is, but it seems this is, this is going to be a dumb take. Cause I'm mostly going off of like the NCAA tournament or maybe tennis, but it seems like, there's not as much variability in terms of who wins, right? I say that at men's tennis, there's only been like three guys that have that have won over like the last 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. So that might be an idiotic take. But it does seem like I would be fascinated on data on this, I guess. Like it yeah. seems like it seems like you you perform closer to what your baseline is more often than on the men's side. I, I don't know if that's actually true. That's my perception of yeah. women, right? In, like in women's basketball, we said a lot. It's like chalk, 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 chalk in the women's NCAA tournament. Now, golf is probably less like that, but it does seem more so that way than on the men's side. Yeah, so the, the ladies are underway. Uh, in fact, Rose has got three holes under her belt. She's, she's one under. There's still a lot of golf to be played. This coverage, what's the coverage situation today? Are they coming on? Because they've been on Peacock, but are they going to Golf Channel or NBC at some point? Yeah, I think we're headed over to, uh, to prime time. Rose in prime time at Pebble. Yeah, that's going to be sick. Let's go. That's- that's going to be really sick. They're on USA right now. They've been on Peacock all day. And I think, uh, are they on Josh? Are they on USA for the rest of the night? Yeah, I think they are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's five, it's five to 10. So I guess that's six to 11 Eastern. Uh, uh okay. Six to 11 Eastern. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So that's, they're still, I mean, Lydia Coe's, I mean, they're, Lydia Coe and Rose Zang have played three holes. So like you're yep. going to get some phenomenal stuff here for the next couple of hours. So uh, a lot more golf still to be played at Pebble Beach. We are much closer to being done in Silvis for the John Deere Classic. And just like everyone suspected, KP, Jonas Blixt is front running this bad boy through 18 holes, a nine under 62 in which he did make a bogey on number five. He made two separate eagles and Jonas Blixt uh, shoots a 29 on his second nine. Sure, the zoo boy. Sure, hasn't won an individual event in ten years. So yeah, let's play the game. This is harder than normal. Three PGA Tour wins. Name them. Well, I looked <laughs> it up. It's uh, I had to I had to write an article for CBSSports.com. It's Zurich. Yeah, I actually don't even remember, but it's Zurich, Greenbrier. Did he win? Did he win Zurich twice as an individual no. and as a 
No, there's only been one guy who's done that. It was somebody weird. I think it's Billy Horschel. Oh, okay. So it wasn't. Who, 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 won it, who won it as a partner and won it as an individual, I believe, is the only guy who's done that. Okay. Well, uh, I don't remember the other one that Jonas Blix won. Uh, I will. Okay, I'll give you a little hint. It was because you, you have to get the, the proper name. So it was also an event that Emiliano Grillo won. Does that help? Trainers? Mm, nope. Kind of close. That time of year. Emiliano Grillo just until recently just had one PGA Tour win. It was th- it was this event that I'm referring to. I think in 2015, Blix won it in 20. Fries, Fries.com, Fries.com. Yeah, Fries. Oh, yeah. So 2012, go. Fries.com. 2013, Fire. 2017, Zurich with Cam Smith. That was the playoff over Scott Brown and Kevin Kisner. I think that was when Kisner holed out like in the dark. Yeah. To either- in that playoff or get into something strange. I don't remember the details, but it was that year. <laughs> Jonas Blix and Cam Smith is a kind of a strange thing to begin with. Yes. Yeah. The, that was, yeah. Cam, Cam Smith, uh, no offense to J- Jonas Blix, but like they went in separate directions after. Uh, that's what I was, that's what I was getting ready to say. Uh, Rosang just birdied her fourth hole as well. So I, I'm, I'm about to tweet out the 2000, pebble leaderboard where tiger's up 15 and just say like hey this is this is what's coming um no a great day for jonas blakes uh kind of joined at the top by grayson murray who's still playing Nah, he just made bogey on 18 so he is seven under par uh okay. two shots off the lead. how about this stop me when i've hit the real lead okay uh, <laughs> jonas- well, <laughs> i mean <laughs> this tournament's different, right? Like JT Poston shot 62 in the first round last year and went wire to wire. So I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I have a number in mind, but, and we'll get there, but this, this is not it, but it might be it. I, I feel, I don't, I don't love talking about the real lead in like non big boy tournaments. That, <laughs> that, that worries me. Uh, Jonas Blix nine under Grayson Murray, seven under the group at six under. Here we this go. Is gotta, this has got to be the number in mind. Grayson, yeah. Garrick, Higo, Adam Shank, Nate Lashley, Richie Warinsky, and still on the golf course, Cameron Young. Yeah. Cam Young. You know, I was just, I was just writing about him. I, I think Rick, I, I'd be curious your opinion on this actually. Not that I'm not curious about all your other opinions also, but just from, from your perspective, I, I think Cam Young has the most to gain this week out of out of uh, I don't know May, that might not be right. I did write that I think he is one of the players that's closest to having the most to gain, which also means there's a lot to lose over the next three days. He put it out of his mind today, but that wasn't the only thing he did. He was really good across the board. I, I'm very excited for his next three days. I think he can kickstart his summer. I think he can reignite the Ryder cup talk. I just think he's got a lot on the line over the next three days, more so than maybe some other guys that are, that are kind of near the top of this leaderboard. Well, it's obviously all relative, but because you have guys in this field who are looking for their first career PGA tour victory, whose entire trajectories would change. So it's all all relative, but I, I like this take because if you think about it, 
we are pretty far removed from like the unanimous Cam Young rookie of the year conversation where he was dominant uh, without a victory. He is probably on the short list of, of best players on tour without a win. Those rumblings are going to start to to get louder. And anytime that you go through a caddy change and grab one of the five or six premier caddies on the tour and you don't immediately have success, people start to question it. So I, I, I like this take. It's obviously relative, but it does feel like an interesting moment for Cam Young to maybe grab a victory, right the ship here and launch into launch into the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because we thought of him as maybe like Scotty Scheffler, right? Where it's, it's, uh, okay, great. Hasn't won yet. Um, gets a new caddy. Maybe that'll be the, the turning point, but it might be more like Tommy Fleetwood, right? Who hasn't, and that's a bad con because Tommy Fleetwood's a very good player, but hasn't won yet on the PGA tour. And I, I thought he would maybe land somewhere between those two in terms of PGA tour wins, but it hasn't, I mean, listen, ton of time, but we're still very early in this thing. But uh, at some point, you know, we were saying this about Scheffler, you're like, you got to go do it. And then Scheffler made us look like idiots. Cause he's like one of the three best players of the last 10 years, but well, he said he has to go do it. And he did. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's, that's, that's uh, we deserve the credit for that. But um, yeah, I, there's a very normal sport thing happening in in at Pebble Beach right now. Oh yeah, I'm trying to screenshot it as I'm talking yes. right now. Yeah. So, I'm, take, a, take a sec. So Lydia Ko uh, on the on the tee of five, <laughs> right? Like I mean, this I think it found the hosel and almost took a woman's face off. And then there are about 15 people. Uh, they're they're all sticking their heads into a a, a bush trying to find her golf ball. And she has just reteed, and Alan's not much better. It's it's. Uh, I think it's hard to describe like what is what is happening here. It's 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 not good, and it's very funny, and it's very very not normal. Uh, I mean, the, these people are like staring into like if you yeah, just right. saw if you were just watching television, just flipping channels, and you saw this out of context, you'd be like, what in, what in the hell is going on? The de- the bush is so dense that you can't really even like get into it. So it's just ten or twelve people looking intently at it and hoping to spot uh, a white ball somewhere. I I don't I don't believe they have they have found it yet. But we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, putting the the bow on Cam Young here. So he is going to have three feet for birdie on seventeen. That's a par five. So he's likely to get to seven under. So so. Uh, I, I don't know what the odds are, but I imagine when we get to the to the odds board here in a couple of minutes, Cam Young's uh, name is going to be at the top of the list, which is going to put at least s- some bit of pressure. I don't know if he'll feel it. I don't know if he cares, KP, but he will be, very likely be the favorite through 18 holes. Yeah, he will. And yeah, I, I mean, I think that's part of why I wrote like he's got a lot to gain and a lot to lose, right? Because and, and maybe it's not maybe that's not true on Wednesday night, but I think it is true now because now you're the favorite. You've shot a good round. You know, I was looking back at his numbers, Rick. He's been, he's been, uh, not, not bad, but for him bad. And just like very mediocre since the masters. And it's basically everything except for driver driver's been, I'd say 
for anybody else, great. For him, pretty good. But everything else has been just kind of all over the place. The putting's been bad, but the iron play and and his short game hasn't really been that much better. It's just it's been a lot messier than I envisioned with you know grabbing Paul Tesori and kind of jumping into it felt like a catapult year. You know, he was the darling of one of the darlings of major season last year, along with, uh, with Cam Smith and with Fitzpatrick and it just hasn't translated and that's golf and that's going to happen, but you'd like to see him get it going ahead of the open, uh, going, going to back to England this year. Yeah. One of the, one of the prolific things about him was being such a great driver, but also having the short game touch and the ability to putt, which is rare, right? It's the, it's the, it's the difference between cam champ and cam young. Um, yep. you know, Yep. Being able to smash it's one thing. Having that short game does not usually come with that other skill set. So it was it was exciting. We'll see if he can kind of right the ship here this week. The co-favorites heading into the week were Denny McCarthy and Russell Henley. They have done their job through 18. Denny McCarthy, a three under 68. Russell Henley, a two under 69. So neither of them played themselves out of the tournament. Um, we can start here with, with Denny. Uh, was four under through his first 12 holes of the day. He did make one bogey on his uh, fourth to last hole of the day, but Denny right back in position here. No worries. Yeah. So you don't think two unders is out of it? No, I don't think so. Right. Four. I mean, he's, he's three under, right? Denny's three Russell's two. I mean, Denny's in a tie for 20th and you know, the real lead might be seven or eight. No, I don't think two or three unders out of it. Right. I mean, you don't you don't have to go wire to wire here. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking. Uh, yeah, that that's probably a dumb thing to say. I guess in my head, I'm just thinking, hey, you you got to get to like 20, probably 18, 19, 20. That's kind of what wins this tournament or has won it over the last eight years. Yeah, and if you're if you're Russell Henley, that means you got to you need 18 more. So you basically have to shoot 365s, which. We'll get to him. That's not out of the question. It just it, it makes your last three days uh, tougher. Like uh, to me, you need to be in the Cam Young range of like four, five, six, just to take some pressure off of those last three days. But yeah, Denny was Denny was fine. He was good. Uh, my focus was more on Henley just because I had him in like twenty seven bets going into the week. Well, well, he he did kind of the Henley thing, which was seventh off the tee. Oh. Fourth on approach, 83rd with the flat stick. He lost three strokes back to the field there. Um, I, you know, captain of, of team no putt this week, but that that's that's the Henley blueprint in which he'd actually been putting better recently. But th this is absolutely within the range of outcomes for him. The putting was so bad. It was it was so bad. He was so good from T to green. I, I think he's your candidate for bounce back over the next couple of days, maybe be within two or three going into Sunday. And, uh, you know, the problem is you might have like 10 people ahead of him if he's two or three back just because of how bunched up this leaderboard gets. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was a decent round for Henley, but not a, not a great one. He, he needed to capitalize on, on some great T to green play. 
The other notable uh, would be Ludwig Aberg. We talked about him as just being kind of one of the interesting storylines, the things to keep an eye on for this week. He has one hole to play. He's playing the 18th hole right now. He's about to tee off. He's three under par. That's a tie for 20th. So if he can find a way to make birdie on 18, though 18 has been pretty difficult, he can get to four under. So uh, your assessment of Aberg through what is just 17 holes. Yeah, I think it's been I think it's been good. Uh not great. You know, he had a drive on 11 where he kind of pulled it uh I think he thought it was out of bounds, but it it wasn't and he played it back in. Ended up making five, making bogey there, uh which is you know, it, it it for him it's like, man, that's the strength and when you lose a I think he lost a stroke off off the tee there. Yeah, he also had to not only punch it out, he had to he had to hit it backwards. So yeah, yeah. He, uh, he went from 154 yards to the hole to 166 yards to the hole. So not not, great. not good. Does that count against his uh, approach play? How does so that work? They used okay. Th- this is such a great question and such a nerdy answer that I'm gonna have to give you on this. So there was a. T- I don't know how they do it now, but there used to be a time where punch outs would be exempt from strokes gained approach. Now, the problem had been that the way they determine a punch out is your location in a straight line to the pin. And then depending on what that angle is. So basically a straight line to the pin from your location, let's say, you know, 90 degrees, that's definitely a punch out. Uh, 80 degrees. That's definitely a punch out. 70. Is that a punch out? What about 60, 40 and, and 50? Right. So there, there has been issues on this, but in theory that probably because it was a literal backwards punch out that probably did not uh, impact his strokes gained approach. It did not. He was, he was plus 0.4 on that hole. Yeah. And I think it gets applied to the, it just gets tacked on to the, to the, off the, the strokes gained off the tee, right? It is a negative. Yeah, it is an increased negative off the tee is essentially because you you can't just have that number disappear, and so they it it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So they just apply it to because you and and that's the right way to do it because you put yourself in that spot off the tee. It's not it's not like you're yes, you know. It, what would be interesting is if like how do you do it if somebody tries to hit one through a tree. And there's a, I mean, this is, this is like why stroke scan isn't perfect and is a tool, but is not the whole thing. You hit one off a tree and it bounces back 60 yards. And so it looks like you hit a backward. I mean, you can't manually go through each one of these. I, I don't know. That That's an interesting scenario there, that probably only also, you and I care about. Right. There's also an issue where like, it, it's not technically a punch out, but the whole uh, you know, with dog legs severely. So the, the, the shot tracker sees, oh, well he hit that like 45, you know, 45 degrees from where he's at. That must've been a punch out, but it actually wasn't. So yeah, there are some very, that, that is, that's nine levels deep into like nerdy golf stuff there. Well, can, I was going to say, can you imagine being a, uh, a shot link, like software developer? Oh, You'd be like, this is you think you think we think golf is a stupid sport. Those guys are like, this is the dumbest sport that's ever been invented. Like, how you want us to keep track of this just preposterousness every day? I would. We should have one of those people on. That'd be amazing. (laughs) It'd be just hate hate their lives, just like yeah. 
there's probably like all kinds of NDAs involved, but I would love to to speak to one of those gentlemen or ladies who runs the shot link development. Yeah. So, um, Aberg is, uh, currently playing 18. He's in the fairway there and we'll see if he can get to four under par. Cam Young did indeed get to seven under he's playing 18 as well. So here's what we'll do. KP. We will, um, zoom out on the other side. We'll take a look at the odds board. Uh, but first we are going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So here's the leaderboard up to the moment. Uh, Jonas Blix, nine under par 62. Grayson Murray in at seven under. Cam Young playing 18, also at seven under. A gaggle of names at six under, including Grayson Sig, Garrick Higo, Adam Shank, Nate, Nate Lashley, Richie Warinsky. Uh, which reminds me, KP, I imagine momentarily we will be getting the Mark Immelman uh, victory lap on Garrick sure. Higo, which will absolutely uh, not make backfire. His, make his demise certain. Yeah. Uh, didn't he have Shank also? He has Shank to win. Higo top 40, Emiliano Grillo over Cam Young. That's that was not bad, but that's not that's not gonna work out so good. And Taylor Moore to win. So yeah, so he's got a couple of things that could go sideways here. Uh Lydia Coe's putting for seven on the par three, by the way. I think she missed so it. She, no, she missed the six. She uh she went from twelfth place to ninety-third place in one hole. Normal sport. Oh, yeah, I saw her putting. Okay, I saw her putting for triple. Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, not good. That kind of stinks. She was, I mean, yeah, obviously seven. How many, I wonder, uh, Justin Ray probably has this. I wonder how many people have won a men's or women's major with a quad on the card. Well, it's only, I mean, major or not, it's only happened like twice in the men's game, right? Tom Kim did it. Was that, that was, that was at all, not just first round. Oh yeah. Or first yeah, I don't either. Was it his first I, I, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. It was like first hole or something like that. Maybe it was. Maybe it was more specific than that. I'll have to look it up. Uh, yeah. But I imagine it's not not many. All right, let's look at the odds board, please, Josh. Uh, no respect for our buddy Jonas Blix, who leads the golf tournament and does not even appear oh. on the stage. Yeah, 30 to 1. Uh Cam Young there. We knew that was coming. Just didn't know the number four to one. Your favorite Adam Shank at nine Smalley, low key Smalley five under par 16 to one power 18 to one Denny at 20 along with Nate Lashley and a couple of guys behind that's I'll tell you what Smalley's been really good. He's at mm-hmm. five. Let's see what he did today. Yeah. Drove it. Well, didn't even hit it all that well, which is something he's been doing well lately that that's not bad. He's been playing a lot better. Yeah, I, that's not bad. I, I kind of like Shank at nine. I don't love Cam Young at four. He putted outstanding. He's not going to do that all four days. I kind of don't hate Henley at 25. I, I wish it was a little longer just because I didn't feel great about 
where he stood after the way he hit it. But I don't hate that. I, I, I'm intrigued. I, I would like it a lot more if it was 35 uh, than 25. But yeah, that one's interesting. Probably should mention Seamus Power very early, early this morning shot a 66 in which he finally played well on approach, which is some, the, one, the one last thing for his game to come back around is what we were looking for. It's kind of a big one. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the it's the one that you're waiting for to come back. Yeah, that's like that's like waiting for Steph Curry's three point shot to come back. Like, <laughs> if he could just if he could just complete passes, he'd be you know Dak would be great. Yeah, it's all he's got to do, just complete that. <laughs> all right, if anything else, I mean, we should just go. Uh, we should just go watch the ladies now. Yeah, pumped about Pebble tonight. Uh, gonna go get some dinner and then I think settle in, watch a little, watch a little peb prime time, stay up late. I mean, we talked about this on Thursday or on whatever yesterday. We don't, you and I don't get to just watch for fun really. And uh, I mean, if Rose shoots 61, I'm going to have to write about it, but probably won't do a ton off of the first round of the U S women's open. Hopefully she just shoots like a 66 and just like, puts herself yeah. in it and be great we'll love it have, we can all just have a good time all hope right she, hope, i hope she shoots like four sixty sixes. that would be if she wins it's gonna be oh it's gonna be nuts i tweeted her i i've i mean we've been talking about this she, 20 starts in college 20 top 20s night uh yeah 20 top 20s and 20 starts 19 top 10s i think it was and 12 wins and 20 starts that's a that's a joke. Is that good? Yeah, it seems seems okay. Seems decent. And it's not like she played down at uh you know Sp- Springfield Juca. I don't know. I just I went yeah. to Springfield for so many of them, right? Yeah. I, felt, I felt like I could get away with that. I thought of uh the first school <laughs> when you when you went down that road was uh was Sam Houston State. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry, Sam Houston State. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they have golf. I don't know what that's <laughs> Yeah, she freaking she won more than Tiger in six fewer events at Stanford in a probably I would argue a harder per capita era to play in. Yeah, probably. It's probably true. Sick. All right. We're off to USA to watch the ladies on Pebble Beach. We'll be back on Friday, Saturday, Sunday to discuss everything else that's going on in the world of golf. Producer Josh, thank you very much. All the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter, available on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. 